Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. If you want to get really good experience, the reason you want to go to work in bigger firms is because you can really dive deep into these matters. Uh, anytime you're referred by someone, that can be very helpful, where you can make a lot of money or have a very successful career that doesn't involve big law. All right, so we are at questions. Um, okay, so the first question is, I have a difficult trajectory coming from a top 10 law school. First, I didn't properly prepare for my summer law firm interviews, stuck out at a big law firm. I applied to summer positions, landed a small firm, worked hard, and got an offer. Unfortunately, I did not seek out a more prestigious position. I went to the smaller firm in a smaller market. Then I lost my job a month ago and just a few months in. I feel like I'm checking all the boxes in the worst possible situation or seminar. Now I'm an employee coming from a small market with no background in big law. I feel completely hosed and almost not even like asking if big law is possible or how can I get things back in track. So, yes, of course, you can get back in big law. That's insane. Like, again, you're just a new graduate, 26, 25, whatever uh, years old, and your career is going to go on another 60 or 70 years. So, no, of course, you can get a, another big law firm. You uh, may not have gotten a summer position for whatever reason. I don't know. But I, I just would recommend if I was you, uh, I would recommend getting into um, any type of firm you possibly can uh, at this point in your career. I would try to go to a larger market, maybe where there's more opportunities. Or you can open your own practice. I don't care. Uh, just because you're not getting a job at a big firm does not mean you're not going to be a successful attorney. Again, the example I gave earlier was the person with uh, a $20 million book of business that came out of Southwestern Law School and couldn't get a job. So anybody can get a job. It's just not, uh, you know, and, and have a successful career. And what I like, too, is I'll just tell you, you know, I, I had some weird experiences. Like, like I, I've gone into environments where um, where I was told, uh, that I, I shouldn't be doing it just based on uh, the reactions I was getting. I, I had an interesting experience years ago where I, I just decided to take this acting class and these acting seminars. And, um, and I, you know, months later, I found myself like in Italy with uh, these very well-known actors and they thought I was a freaking amazing actor. And I was like, and they're like, I can't believe it. It's like, you know, my, I was floored. And I mean, and the, hearing this from, you know, like, uh, you know, producers and things, I mean, like, you know, well-known casting directors. And I mean, I never would have thought in a million years that I would get a rosy reception. I was just kind of having fun and going around and, uh, you know, doing something because I met someone at, uh, you know, that I met through Tony Robbins or something that was an acting coach. And, you know, you never know like what doors are going to open to you. And again, I'm not doing that because this is my first love. I don't want to do anything but this. And so that's why I'm not doing that. But, uh, and, you know, who knows what would have happened, but I'm saying, you know, sometimes doors will open to people. And if the, you're not getting the doors open for you at um, uh, in law firms and other things can open. So I'll tell you a kind of a, a story. I had this guy working for me years ago. It was like 20 years ago. And, and he uh, had gone to uh, some college in California and done really well and then been, uh, but he was probably like, you know, if you looked at him, you would say, this is the nerdiest guy I've ever seen. And uh, which it was kind of funny. I mean, he was he was he also had self confidence, but he just looked really nerdy and with glasses and awkward demeanor and how he dressed. You know, with kind of these pants up to it was just funny. And uh, but he didn't care. I mean, he was a very anyway. He'd gone to Columbia Law School and uh, did well, but didn't get a summer associate job, and then moved back to L.A. with his parents and uh, and couldn't get a job. I saw him in our database. I called him in. I'm like you know, why don't you come to work for me? Uh, just helping me with stuff while I'm helping you find a job because I'm very just upset that someone from Columbia Law School is not getting a job. 
So I did this thing where I printed up, you know, resumes for him to, you know, thousand firms in LA. And he went out and interviewed with a bunch of them. And um, he was so nerdy looking and, and socially incompetent and everything. And I'm not saying this in a negative way, but uh, he just, no one was hiring him. And, uh, but when he was working for me, he had a real interest in computers and building computers and programming computers. And, and so he started building these computers and selling these computers. And uh, pretty soon he started showing up late for work because he was making all this money, like, you know, build a computer for costing $300. He'd sell for a thousand. He was just making thousands of dollars. And pretty soon he had a big business. And he, by that point, he was programming our database. He's one of the first programmers we had on BCG. And much happier doing that. And he had so much self-confidence that he got from this. And all these law firms were calling him all day, uh, asking him to build computers and building networks and having people help him. And he built this big business. And, you know, so sometimes things go in a way uh, where, you know, where things happen to you and you don't know why they're happening. Uh, in my case, like I started, I, I quit my job to start recruiting business uh, without anything lined up. I thought I was, I was, was going to take some clients, but then my law firm, when I quit, said, why don't you take a couple months and talk to recruiters and we'll continue paying you because uh, we don't think you should leave because I'll have a really hard time finding a job if you leave without something lined up. They'll think you were fired. I was like, no problem. And then I started talking to recruiters and realized none of them knew what they were talking about. And, and I really liked, and again, I'm not saying all recruiters are bad because at that point, and, and I was like, wow, what a great opportunity. You know, how come there's no one helping attorneys? And so sometimes things will happen to you. This pain you're going through, I'm just saying, um, is good. And because it's forcing you in a, in another direction. And that direction obviously, uh, may be positive for you. Look what happened to the guy that worked for me. And this, ha- I've got tons of stories like this of people that come to work for me, how they found their path. And you can find your path too. And big loss certainly is possible. But if, you know, these doors aren't opening to you, why is that? I mean, is it, I don't know. I mean, what do you, you know, is, and is that the only door for you? Because uh, honestly, you can be a car salesman uh, and, and make $500,000 a year selling cars in a dealership in Los Angeles. It's not that hard. You can be a real estate agent in Los Angeles with a good personality. And there's lots of people uh, in where I were, live that are real estate agents that make, you know, five plus million a year that were attorneys. They never would make that much. I mean, you can do all sorts of things where you can make a lot of money or have a very successful career that doesn't involve big law. Uh, it's a certain type of personality. It's a certain type of, uh, you know, it's certain types of people. And just because you don't fit in somewhere or, or not getting the doors aren't opening, it's just God or or whatever pushing you in another direction. So I really... Frankly, if I was you, I wouldn't, I would, you feel badly about it now. Uh, you, uh, I, I do not think uh, it's something uh, that you should be concerned about by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think it's that big of a deal uh, because I think all this is going to push you in a different direction, you know, just like it does everyone. I don't know if I told this story last week, but there's a story uh, that I like to tell, and it's about a, a, when a giraffe's born. And when a giraffe's born, it, it kind of plops out of its uh, mother's womb, and it stands right up, because it can, I guess. I mean, that's how they're born. And um, and the mother takes her neck and knocks it down, and then it stands up, and she knocks it down again, and she knocks it down until, you know, the, it's practically, um, you know, having a, could, could hardly, you know, just dizzy and everything. And the reason the giraffe mother does that to the giraffe is because 
you know, it's going to be chased by hyenas and all these things and it may fall down while it's running, but it needs to be able to get back up very quickly and be alert. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. And it's a, it's a blessing that she does that. So, it's the same thing, you know, sometimes when you have setbacks, uh, that's a blessing because uh, it's, it's going to make you stronger and push you in a different direction. Um, if I was sitting in a law firm today and hadn't had to quit my job in a law firm and talk to other recruiters, and uh, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And so that's a blessing. So it's just you have all these uh, things that will come your way. Uh, if you are the girl that didn't get a job at Southwestern and I was on the news all the night, all the time talking about uh, immigration law and is famous. I mean, these are um, famous in that industry. Uh, are all things that benefit you. So uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, in the long run, it doesn't look like it at the time, but if they are. Could benefit and participate in internships and clear experience with a law student's career prospect? Yes, of course. Anything you do uh, can help you. Now, one thing I would say uh, about internships and clinical experiences, they should be related to uh, your practice area that you want to do. So if you're helping uh, prisoners get out of jail and you don't want to do criminal law or criminal defense, it's probably not a good use of your time if you want to do corporate law. They should be related to your practice area. So what I'd like to see is that I, when anybody does something, like you want to be like, for example, I tell this example a lot, but you want to be like a healthcare attorney and you used to be a nurse before going to law school. Well, that's great. So you, you should be doing things related to uh, healthcare internships in law firms or uh, legal, you know, things related to healthcare law, if you want to do that, because what employers want to see is a continuity of your experience related to uh, your practice area. That's all. Um, and so once they have that, uh, they're going to be much better off and happier. Um, and you're going to have a better chance getting a job. Okay, these are great questions, by the way. Thank you, everyone who's asking them. Having just finished your clerkship and looking to evaluate the next steps and wondering what the pros and cons of pursuing corporate law versus continuing government work with exit options that may be more limited. Further, could either doing open up possibilities for the DOJ, SEC, positions on the line. What should I weigh when considering taking the big law money and prestige versus staying in government work and um, better long-term benefits? Okay, so I think if you are even thinking about this, you should probably stay in the government because uh, certain people will uh, look at the government and it will be appalling to them, meaning it's not, they, they'll automatically, not appalling, but it's just, it doesn't, something that they wouldn't even consider. So um, I had that experience. I, I worked in the um, Justice Department in Washington, D.C. my first summer. And, you know, I was working with these people. I just, I couldn't believe how talented, I mean, they're from Yale and all this stuff and Stanford Law School, like uh, and these young attorneys. But 
I, at the time, was like, this is something I would never do. How could people possibly do it? And then I would leave the main justice building. I would walk down the street and I would see attorneys from these big firms. And I could tell uh, they were attorneys and, and they looked just so much more vibrant and happy. And, um, and you know, so that to me, uh, to me, it looked like a better life. It certainly wasn't. But if you're thinking about uh, working in the government, there's certain people that it appeals to. I had an experience a couple of weeks ago when I met all these people from the State Department and then I thought that looked really freaking cool. And what they were doing looked cool. I would think it would be fun to work with the State Department. I mean, you know, and that particular type of government work appealed to me. Just it was working in the, the justice that didn't, you know. But So the point is, like, if something appeals to you and you're comfortable, it's probably what you should be doing. So you're even asking about working in a law firm. If you work in a law firm, uh, yes, if you work in the right, you could certainly, if you're a litigation attorney in a big law firm, you certainly could go into the government later and you will be, um, because everyone there knows what big law schools and big clerkships and big law firms mean. So a lot of people do. Uh, this will be the only opportunity that you have to work in a law firm uh, in your career if you do it. So uh, unless you become like the SEC commission or something. So um, I definitely would recommend if I was you, you know, if you're comfortable with the government, not interested in the money, then I would think that would be a good option. But I do think getting the training of a big law firm would be useful for you uh, early in your career. And um, and I think that, uh, you know, when you're considering the big law money and prestige versus staying in the government work, uh, better benefits, I, I think having the big law experience uh, for two or three years or even four years will make you a better attorney uh, and will give you perspective. So, uh, and make your shape your mind in different ways that the government wouldn't. So how do I say that? Because you'll be working in all, when you work for the government, uh, your client is the government. When you work for a big law firm, you get exposed to all sorts of different clients and matters, and you have all sorts of different stories and ideas and things. You get exposed to different partners and their ways, their styles of working. And uh, so I think that that could be a better benefit. If you go to a prestigious law firm, you're going to have the opportunity to go to the government later because they know what that means. Uh, I would probably, if I was you, I would go get the training for four or five years in a big law firm, get paid a lot of money, and then um, and then see how you feel after that. Um, because you're going to learn a lot. Why wouldn't you? I'm just reading this question before I ask it because it, I want to make sure. It's, um, sometimes these questions are pretty funny. They're like crazy, like not crazy, but crazy in a good way. But uh, I don't want to shock people with them. So I, I look at them sometimes when I... Um, this was not one that's crazy, um, but they're, they're, when I say crazy in a good way, they're like something that would shock you, like having an affair. And okay, I have a counterpoint to your story about hours. This is just the associate who lost his job at a small firm that was slow. I've asked questions in previous weeks. Okay, I worked in litigation in a two-person department, and the work was extremely slow. The attorney seemed, let me seem to have a little independent business and very little trickle down to me. My first two reviews, this firm, they were very harsh with my low hours because of lack of work. So I tried to build my hours, spending more time on matters they describe. And then the two hours, but I'm refers to because they didn't understand how some of you think. Okay, this is not a good firm for you. I mean, so who cares? Like, again, not every relationship works out. Like, uh, you know, I was in a relationship with someone that um, be loyal to anyone, me included. And, you know, that went on for a while. And so... Uh, that's okay. I mean, that's the way that person is. This is the way this firm is. It's nothing, it's not your fault. Uh, so who cares? Don't worry about it. Um, these things, like, I'll just put it here. You can't, you can't worry about this stuff. Like, this is, you can't control it. You didn't cause it. And you can't cure it. So don't worry about it. Uh, you know, cure it. N- none of this is your fault. Like, this is just the way the person is. I'm in the real, it's, it's your fault for even worrying about it. 
like certain people are criminals. I've met criminals before and they're just criminals. They just will do whatever is criminal. That's just how they act. I haven't met a lot of them, but I mean, I've met a couple. I'm like, why would this person even be thinking about it? I mean, and there's people that are just bad people. There's firms that are bad firms and there's things that firms that are, but they're just, that's the way they are. Your problem is worrying about it. Who cares? Just find, just work at another firm that's better. Like you, this is not um, a good use of your time worrying about it. This firm has its own problems. Okay, this is a funny question. I, sometimes I like these questions there. Okay, this question, is it worth it swapping big loss for a boutique from the Midwest market experience, even if it means taking the pay cut? No, it's not. So no, you don't go to a big firm and t- a big, you don't, um, go to a, you don't leave a big law firm unless you don't want to ever go back to a big law firm just to get a market experience. Uh, no. I mean, again, I'm not trying to be rude, but this is, no. You only leave firms if you have to or if you need to to improve your career. So you leave a firm if you have to to improve your career. So how do you improve your career? You move to a bigger firm if you're at a smaller firm, or you move to a smaller firm where you can get, where you can develop clients. You move to a, a firm where there's more people like you and you're going to be happier. You move to a firm where um, you, you absolutely do not want to work more than a certain, I mean, I don't know, but you move to a firm that's going to move you upwards as opposed to not sideways. No, you don't want to move sideways. That's crazy. Because this year, what do you do um, if you're short on hours at your big firm? Let's see here. Then you do the best you can to make more hours. So, you know, so what, so the way the bill of hours work is, is kind of interesting. So it used to be that uh, the way a law firm would work is, uh, this is pretty funny, actually, by the way, is that the, the, the file would come to the partner and the partner would pick it up and say, this looks like, you know, about $3,000. So this is what you should send the client. Well, they found out when they didn't have the bill of hours that, uh, actually, um, that the partners would always double. They would, they would, when you, when you have billable hours, they, more money's collected. So the billable hours are one way of charging, but it's kind of charging for the effort, you know, and they don't really know how to codify it. So they put it that way. So if you're coming up short, I, I guess my, if you're at a small firm, the clients probably aren't going to pay for uh, a lot of work. So you need to be very careful. That's another point actually I wanted to bring up to the, so the last person said that I was, Billing too many hours at a small firm. Yes. So you cannot bill a lot of hours to clients at small firms. You cannot make up work and bill too many hours at small firms. You can do that with huge clients. The bigger the firm, uh, the more hours you can bill and the client doesn't care. Because you're, you know, who cares if you're, you know, you're, you're generating billions of dollars a year in profit. I mean, um, I mean, they don't want to get ripped off, but I mean, they're going to want, they don't mind if you look deeply into matters because they, that's, that's what they can afford. I mean, but smaller clients can't afford it. So you cannot bill a lot of hours to clients at a smaller firm. If anything, uh, you're more valid if you don't. So, um, you know, smaller law firms, by the way, I show this to people every, this is the Harrison's, Harrison's law firm tiers. Um, Harrison's got, you know, one, two, three, four, five. So one means uh, you cannot, they cannot afford big bills. Like that you're talking about individuals. Two means um, they have a little bit more money to spend, but not much. Uh, three means, yes, they can afford bills, but not too big. And then four means uh, you can start sending bigger bills. These are your AMLA 100 law firms and 200s. And five means nobody cares, like for the most part. Like they, they just want the best possible freaking work they can afford. So you send a, you, you know, you here you might, you know, so you build two plus hours on a matter. People are going to be like, you know, like mad. 
you know, so, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that as an example, but uh, th- these clients are very cost sensitive. So this is why you want to go to work. If you want to get really good experience, the reason you want to go to work at bigger firms is because you can get, you can really dive deep into these matters. And that makes you a better attorney because you spot more issues here. You got to just rush through stuff. You can't, you know, you, you can't do anything. You have to just rush through the work because uh, the client's not going to pay. They, they don't have the money here. You got to go pretty fast too, but as you get up, so that's all. So you can't bill small clients a lot of money. No. Would you pay if you were a small client or a small business? Like that's what small firms are. So the way, way to go to big firms, I mean, the reason to go to big firms is so you can dive deep into stuff. Okay. So this is just a question from someone. Oh, I like that hot iron. I didn't, that's kind of cool. That showed up. I didn't show up in the Q and a, that little, um, looks like a hot iron there. Okay. So I wish I had this sort of years ago. Yes, this would happen October 22. So that's good. So the person's only been out of work for four months. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, and this person said they got things through a personal network. Yes, you get jobs through personal networks. So let me talk to you about everyone about personal networks real quickly. How do you get jobs through personal networks? Just the same way you get business. You, you call everyone you know and you say, how are you doing? That's it. And you let them talk. And then if they ask you how you're doing, you tell them how you're doing. And then, um, and then maybe at some point you say, maybe, you know, I'm looking for a job. But that's it. Um, or, or just out of work right now, you know, hope you're doing well. And then they think of you if something comes up. That's how you use your personal networks to get a job. That works. Uh, I could give a freaking seminar on this, but that's it. Uh, call your friends. Call everyone you know. This person got a job that way. Three jobs. Or, how are you doing? Anybody you, you can call. How are you doing? That's it. I'm fine. How about you? I mean, that's really it. I'm fine. You know, what's going on? Chat so much. If job comes up, fine. Just I'm looking for something not to, you know, just um, got time on my hands. I you know, thought I'd check on you. you know. That's it. And people, all of a sudden, you've got, uh, if you call, most people don't know 100 to 200 people. If you've got the guts to get in touch with 200 people, you will get a job very quickly doing this. Most people don't do it, but this is a very simple way to do it. That's it. You know, I could use all the freaking data science in the world, but I can't compete with this. This is, this is your network. Why not use that? Uh, by the way, People that get recommended jobs by other people that are, um, you know, somehow like that. It, I mean, it's one thing if the person's anyway, it's, but people, there's less, more trust involved many times when that happens. And that can help you uh, quite a bit. It can help you get a job better and, and faster if you're able to uh, talk to people uh, in that way. So, I mean, if you have recommendations. So, uh, I did a thing here one time, I, I don't know, we had like 20 or 25 recruiters in our company. And, uh, and this is, you know, when, before this company became out of a platform company and, um, and those recruiters, I, I remember at one point in time, it was like every single one of them, like it was, had been uh, a referral from another person that was already in the company. Like they were all, you know, they were, they were all people that had been referred by someone that knew them or someone that else that knew them from somewhere else. And, uh, that's just how it worked. And so, uh, and that, and I was more likely to hire them because I trusted them and I would be able to invest in them. And I trusted them with their data and the candidates. And I was happy. I, I shared that bond of this other person. And so this is how law firms think too. This is how humans think. We're tribal, like, like people, like in, in nature, like not nature, but before uh, farming and houses and 
social groups of people are limited to, I don't know what the number is anthropologically, but they're limited to a certain number and they don't get very big. It might be like 20 or 30 or 50 or 100. I don't know what the number is, but it's because people don't trust people outsiders and they only, it's very difficult for outsiders to get in. So uh, anytime you're referred by someone, that can be very helpful. And, uh, and it depends on the referral. Um, I, I want to make a couple of points because a lot of people think, well, I know someone in this law firm and that's important if it's a partner with business. But a lot of times, if it's just an associate, you don't know what's happening. That associate could be on the way out. Um, I mean, who knows? And when, if one, but this particular thing, a uh, way of getting, um, can be very helpful. What we just talked about in terms of these networks, okay, like this partner just talked about, or this um, attorney. Okay, how can candidates negotiate a better offer when the firms are quite vague? I denied salary based on based on billion to big international law firm rate, unspecified on matters. Okay, so anytime someone and I'm gonna, I don't know, this big law firm is probably one of my clients, so I'm sorry to them if uh, this gets back to them. But anytime someone's vague about something, they're going to screw you. So that's just what it is. Anytime something's vague, you're going to get screwed. So, and again, I apologize for using this kind of language. I don't like using that language on a call. Any vagueness or unwillingness to commit, this again can save you, uh, could change your life if you understand this. Uh, It took me forever to learn this. Anytime someone's vague with you, they're going to screw you almost 99% of the time. Now, sometimes they may be vague and they might be a good person and they just don't really know and they're if they're, if they're calculated enough to be vague, they're going to screw you in the future because they can say, well, we didn't commit to this. We didn't, uh, you know, so no, you need to get a commitment. And um, if this is the kind of freaking crap you're getting from a, then you're, you're going to get screwed. So I'm sorry, but, you know, that's just how it works. Unless someone's willing to commit to something, uh, then they're going to, it's not, it's never in your favor and, uh, and you're going to get burned. So it's just how it is. Uh, uh, they're always going to do less than is expected uh, because it's in their self-interest too, and they didn't commit to something. So I'm sorry to put it that way, but uh, I just, I really would urge anyone where there's any form of vagueness uh, to be very careful and get people, you know, the reason people always say put things in writing is because if you don't, uh, when push comes to shove, people are just going to take advantage of you. So, you know, law firms will always do things with partners. They'll be like, oh, we're going to guarantee you this for two years. Uh, but then after the person's there and they've committed and they've got all this, the law firm has their infrastructure on them, then they'll come back with different things and it won't be in the person's interest. And, you know, so long-term commitments and things are better than, uh, than anything. And, um, you know, I'll tell you what's vague is like getting married, you know, with, I mean, if you're hundred percent sure you're marrying the right person, but without a, with a, without some sort of agreement, I mean, no one does that that's in business. I mean, uh, some people do, but, you know, vagueness is not, good you know so you have to be extremely careful like um you know wow um you know i mean think of all the people that get burned and divorces and um and businesses without contracts and uh but if, if something's vague uh you have to be very careful okay i'm an attorney with almost three years of experience two to three years clerking for the san francisco superior court and 11 months as a contractor with a tech company data privacy compliance okay that's a good uh integrated regulatory minister and have regular pending going to government but now i have Finances to firms. What advice would you give for finding those jobs that you said aren't posted? Okay, so um, with your particular practice area, uh, that's a, um, a competitive uh, practice area right now. Um, and working in San Francisco uh, is very competitive because there's a lot of big firms with people doing data privacy and compliance. So the way to get a job for you would be to work uh, to try to get positions that aren't posted in 
and markets um, outside of big cities. So San Francisco you're, is like the center of that type of work in the world. So why would you now you may be able to get a job at a company doing that, which I think a startup and everything, which I think is definitely would be pretty easy because uh, there's so many of them. But if you want to work in a law firm, uh, then you're going to have to go into smaller markets, I would think. Uh, and that might need, could be something as simple as a growing market like Reno or uh, which isn't too far from you or, uh, but um, someplace where there's not a lot of people with your training and skill. That's all. So it's not too hard. Um, and anybody that has uh, that sort of information would be helpful. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. Um, do you ever advise and recruit for public entities? Sure, of course I can. Um, no, oh, this question. Um, yes, of course, public entities uh, definitely need help, and I can help them advise and recruit for them. I will have Jared put uh, his email in the chat if that's something you're interested in. Wow. Well, I think that's it. Um, thank you, everybody, for being on this webinar today. Uh, I think one of the things I would say is I just want to, you know, if you're new, welcome to this. But again, very smart uh, being on this and learning this sort of information. Most people don't have this information. So I would say you're probably in the top one-tenth of one percent or even better, top one one-thousandth of one percent. Uh, listening to this and sitting through a long webinar like this, which frankly is a lot. I mean, it's a lot of information. Um, I certainly am um, very impressed with anyone that um, you know has the ability to uh, be self-reflective and learn this stuff because it can change your life. Um, so I express my gratitude for um, you know allowing me to uh, help you uh, have a happier life and uh, be better in the profession. So thanks again. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 